Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Explorer Podcast. This is the podcast where every week we take a random prompt and we build an entire world around it. My name is Casey and I'm joined with Isaac. Hello there. So today we are world building a world where everyone is born with a specific spell tied to them where they can cast something uh, random like one one thing whether it's throwing a fireball transforming an object or flight or whatever else it may be so where do we want to start with this world uh i guess with like limitations to what types of spells could be had just so we have a basis of we're not going to get these type of spells ever okay so probably not spells where you can snap your fingers and nuke the world got it yeah, probably not. But how do we feel about, like, death spells? Um, I feel like maybe a death spell could be a thing. Maybe we should figure this out. Where do these spells come from? Where does the power come from? Or is this something where people are just naturally born with it? Is it, like, a gift from uh, a god or something? Is it... uh? ancestors coming together to infuse magic into a child. <laughs> that sounds really dark. I just imagining like a summoning circle and they put the infant in the center and then they all start chanting and walking around and like pouring like blood over the kid. I was thinking more as like a gift them. from the past <laughs> where they come together in like gold sparkling lights is like gold sparkling almost firefly like pixie dust images of them appear as they gently place their hands on the child's forehead and uh, bright light glows and then they, suddenly they have the ability to uh, grow plants or shoot lightning or something I wasn't thinking like this <laughs> satanic ritual stuff well you're summoning the dead and asking them to place a favor upon your child what else, what else would that look like Pixie dust. <laughs> you want to do what? Look, Pixie I, I dust think and family. See, I just feel like my family would be more likely to summon, do it via summoning circle than through pixie dust. Okay, I guess. Okay, so I guess uh, some families will, yeah, do uh, summon their their family via pixie dust, and others, such as yours, will just start pouring blood on the child. <laughs> well, it could also be related to, like, what type of ability you want to give the child. So if you want to give your child a water ability, you, uh, drop them in a basin of water. <laughs> wow, when you say I'm dark, at least I'm not killing the child in the process. I mean, well, who are you uh, killing to get all that blood? The animal blood. But maybe it was your ancestor's blood. No, we're trying to summon the ancestors. And with Feel? their blood. That's how you do it. So you're saying that uh, that they that people before they die they like drain all the blood. I think we're getting off like, track. For future generations. <laughs> I th- okay, so I don't think we're going with the blood route. Let's avoid the blood I... route, get back on track. Make something that's not as disturbing. <laughs> Okay, we can have pixie dust and... Well, we don't even need, like, the, the, the ancestor nice thing. I, I want to know, do we want to go with the ancestor gift route? Or do we want a different... I don't know, uh, just... 
Well, you've turned down the summoning thing, so I don't know where, where to go anymore. Uh, well, well, you can dark, still summon. We do just don't summon with blood being poured all over the child. <laughs> I, I think having like the ancestors is an interesting idea. I'm trying to think like what type of gifts they would give children for that. Here's reason. an idea. Like I, yeah. The your gift is somehow tied to the family. Like the family all tends to have like one specific type of gift or it's somehow related to something like maybe your uh family is associated with water and so you have some uh family members who can summon storm clouds some family members who can or. create giant waves some that can create uh springs that shoot from the ground and so what if instead it, it's still like connected to family, but instead it's based off of what like uh, your parents did in life before having the kid. Like whatever occupation they have, the kid is then born with an ability that would aid that occupation. Uh, I could maybe see that, but... Okay, so... If you wanted to, for whatever reason, change your occupation, you wouldn't have... Which means your kids might have different abilities yeah and if the kid wanted to change their occupation like they, then their kids would have different abilities but they themselves have the I'm also thinking one. that the, that whatever occupation they change to their ability is not necessarily going to match it yeah but then their kids would have ones abilities that would match it and I'm just thinking of like the whole debate about uh story idea and the relations of um kids having being born into like the family business but now you're actually born into like the family power and there's even more obligations to like stick with what your family's doing even if you don't particularly enjoy it um, but we could also stick with the more like element based like they're all water themed or they're all this themed so is it is it the mother's side or the father's side in that case oh that's a good question oh uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if there was a fuse? What if there was a fusion of them? So, like, let's say you had, um, let's say you had someone from, like, like one side of the family is primarily, like, water people, and the other side is primarily, uh, lightning people, the child will have thunder and storm cloud abilities so how did then wouldn't eventually just all the abilities become really mixed and muddled there wouldn't really be distinct ones over time i mean i don't see why there wouldn't be distinct ones because i think that if you get two mixed and muddled ones you could still find a more distinct one in between probably so it could it would be like on a spectrum like some kids would some kids be uh, more inclined to like the dad's ability and some to the mom's and then some get mixed? Maybe. It might also depend on like how many ancestors are summoned from each side of which family. What do you mean ancestors summoned? Are we going- are we sticking with the summoning I thought that's thing? what we were doing. Like, like it's a gift from the ancestors. That could be a interesting way to- like, uh, in that case, it'd be like the family's decision of what type of ability they want. They have to stick within their ancestors' Ooh. abilities. Or they could be like, I maybe the ancestors, yeah. um, the ancestors don't speak to the parents of the child, 
but the ancestors from both sides of the family uh, discuss amongst themselves what ability to give them and what side of the family it's going to come from. And so the parents don't know uh, what's, go uh, what's going on there, what they're talking about, because they, they speak in maybe like a different... Uh, like, I guess you could say they speak on a different plane of reality where they can't be heard. And then you have a family where it's just like, yes, all of my, all of my family, like, uh, throughout history, the entire side of our family has always had stone abilities. And they're excited to have their child with a stone ability. And suddenly their child has the ability of grass. And, and, they, and they're like, what? Why does the child have grass abilities? And they're very confused as to why the ancestors would give them this grass ability, but the ancestors know better than to give this child rock ability because they see into the future and they understand that this child's destiny is to um, unite the world via grass somehow. I was I was thinking more the lungs and the lines of uh, if you, you know, do something, you know, you didn't get along with your grandparents very well. They could just spite you by giving your child a really sad ability. Oh, that would be great. I love that. I mean, you could really have it either way, where the it, you could have um, some ancestors are like, we are going to give what we believe this child will do best with in life. And then you have other ancestors who are like, I hate my great-grandson. I'm going to give his child some garbage ability, like the ability to draw lines in dirt. Take that, Jonathan. Uh, sure. Um, I don't think that's a magical ability. Um, I feel like it would be a little bit more powerful than musicistic. that. But yeah, it would be it is something that just the parent wouldn't want. Exactly. Yes, I can see that happening. I can also see really big family feuds occurring between different families. Like if you have, uh, so if you have two generation, two families. Uh, and sure, let's say in the past they didn't get along well, but now they're pretty chill and they're okay with each other and they're starting to marry into each other. That doesn't mean the ancestors are still chill with each other. Especially considering they remember what the original feud was about. So obviously, they're going to still be bitter about it. But now they're brought together over this child who they both want maybe their ability for. And next thing you know, like the child might just get stuck never having ability because his ancestors are still debating about what to give him. And by that, I mean they're just having a full-out war in the spirit realm. Yeah. Like, it, there's there's so many different ways that you could take this. So, I, so I'm so i gonna... I guess we should stick that the ancestors only give one... Only have the ability to give once, once, once... Just once and it's done. Yes. And I'm assuming they also can't change it once they dictate it. I would say so, yeah. Oh, there's an interesting plot uh, plot line, though. You've got a character who's not happy with his ability, and then he hears of some magical way to remove the ability and ask the ancestors for a new one. And then he goes on a quest to try and find this way of removing his ability. And along the way, he learns that he, he was given his gift for a reason. And by the time he finally achieves uh, the, the ability to remove it, uh, he realizes, I don't want to get rid of this ability. Uh, it has served me well, and the ancestors gave it to me for a reason. And the ancestors are sitting there going, Good, good, you've learned well. And then they all disappear into pixie dust. But also, we just gave it as a joke. 
but you know we're glad <laughs> glad you appreciate the joke. And then they fade away into dust. <laughs> or I, I feel like that sort of the plot line would work better though if it was a destiny thing where like the ancestors just knew that this was that this ability was meant for them that they needed uh, this ability for some reason. It could also just be that the the ancestors just try their best to, to guess it, but they don't actually know. Yeah, they could also do that. Like, there's so many different ways you could take this. But they could pretend. But they could pretend to know, which could cause even more trouble. Like, people start believing that their gifts dictate for like a certain reason, a certain purpose. But the reality is, their ancestors are just looking around and saying, like, I think this could be useful for you. I hope it is. I don't know. The world keeps changing, and I can't keep up with it in my uh, ghostly state, but we'll give it a go, type <laughs> thing. But now these people think that they're destined for these great grand stuff, when in reality, they're just living life, and they, they get what they get. It's like a great-great-grandparent looking at their child in modern day and being like, So you guys are into the emojis, I hear. Your special ability oh, no. is going to be summon oh, no. an emoji in front of your face at will. This shall be the primary method of communication for you. I can see that <laughs> happening, the poor kid. Like, grandparents who just don't understand modern technology, and now all of a sudden they're trying to give kids gifts that they think will benefit them. This could go horribly, and it'd be really yeah, funny. Yeah, but that's the sort of thing that you could see happening. I never even thought of, like, putting this in, like, modern day sense, but I think this world would almost be better in, like, a more modern era where you have your ancestors from like a thousand years ago who never touched a computer or a typewriter or a refrigerator or indoor plumbing they don't know what's going on here but they're trying to be helpful still as they have for generation after generation after yeah generation. it's like we're gonna give you the ability to get to, instead of uh having to lower your bucket down into the well to get water now you can bring the water up directly to you with magic and that is your spell. And it's just like, but yes. we don't use wells anymore, great-ma, uh, great-great-grandma, or whatever. It's like... I mean, but controlling water <laughs> is Controlling cool water is anyway, cool, but this so. isn't full control over water like waterbending. It's just shooting it up from the ground. That's actually really funny, though. <laughs> I guess uh, uh, that's true. Like, if we wanted to keep the powers more limited and, like, simple. I guess that would kind of make sense with the world like this, uh, when everyone has the abilities, that ev all the abilities would be, like, very small and not drastic things. Yeah, but I feel like maybe when you have, like, a grandparent from, like, a thousand years ago talking with a uh, a grandparent from, like, 20 years ago, the uh, the more recent grandparents are going to be like, actually, we have indoor plumbing now, there's no need for that. Well, also, they get to watch what's happening and stuff, but... So, like, they, they're seeing it all happen. But I, I feel like seeing something happen and actually using and interacting with it are two different things. Yeah, like, they, it, they can see it, but they can't interact with it. So they'll see people playing video games and sending emojis to each other, but they won't understand uh, how they're used or how important they are or, how, or when they're not meant to be used... So would kids get cursed by, like, ancestors? Oh, that's a good question. Can they get a negative magical ability? I'm just thinking, like, a, a Sleeping Beauty situa yeah. situation. I was also thinking like of something like, like Ella Enchanted, where 
she's given the gift of obedience. Yeah, I've been thinking about Ella Enchanted too. She felt she meant well. I'm not sure she did. <laughs> I think she meant well. She was annoyed at the child, and so she gave her the gift of obedience. I mean, she acts like she's just a bit narcissistic. Is the problem? I mean, at one point, isn't she drunk in the movie? I don't think she was. She drunk? I haven't seen it in a long time. She got she got a ticket for driving. Uh, so there's like this Wait, whole what? thing where she's uh, got like a DIY for for flying. Oh. Uh, and it shows a scene of her like trying to walk across the line, like they do with drunk people. And her that might have happened. It. it has been too many years since I've seen this movie. It's such a good movie. though. I need to go back and it's rewatch one of my it. I'd watch it with you. It's a fun movie. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I think I think being able to to like I think having a respect for ancestors has to be a really important thing because if you mess with the ancestors, your kids get cursed. And also, I keeping track of like family rivalries might be even more important because you could be like, I really like this person, I want to marry them, but also several generations back, our great 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 grandparents have this really big fight, and I'm. Bet you they're not over it, mm -hmm. even though they've been dead for 200 years. And if we have a kid together, I don't know what's going to happen, well, and that's terrifying. Well, I think that maybe if you have just those two sets of grandparents, but then the rest of the generations, there's no problem. I think then maybe mm -hmm. the rest of the generations would be like, no, you guys are staying out of this. Or maybe they would be able to overpower their magic with their own to give the child something that they actually... Uh, feel the child deserves which means that i guess that uh, getting cursed would be less likely to happen it could happen you would have to have like a whole family of monsters yeah because you gotta keep in mind they're not just it, it does happen they're not just cursing their rival's grandchild they're cursing their own grandchild and they so they have to be really awful have you um uh been introduced to the wonderful play known as romeo and juliet yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, you, you'll um, you will have children who are cursed, but it might not be something that happens that often. And then I think that at that point, if you know your family's history, and you know your recent family tends to be very uh, aggressive, and they all hate each other and everything, then I think that you just might not let your child get a gift. Because imagine this being a thing where it's like, oh, Yo, you bring your child to an altar or some sort of ancient magical place no, or think, something like that. I think this is a forced thing. What? I think the ancestors well, I think the ancestors just come if you don't if you don't show up. Like that's even more disrespectful of anything. Like if you don't bring your child to the ancestors, cuz now you're saying you don't trust them to give them a gift. And if I was an ancestor uh, and they didn't bring the kids, I'd be a little hurt and offended and want to go seek out the child. And that could cause issues cuz now I think what that uh, invites that people might not realize is the ability for one singular ancestor to hunt out the child and give a gift of their choice without consulting the others. That would be a problem. Yeah, so I think it's actually very important that the family said that they summon all the ancestors because the majority should help the kid have the best shot rather than risking only a few ancestors showing up. Also, like, siblings would not want to have kids around the same time. It risks, like, splitting the family, and then, like, one kid getting some really unlucky with half the family that decided to come support them. Yeah. Or they just have a ceremony together, I guess. 
This world just, just introduced so many the issues. Circle at the center. I think it's interesting. I, I love the idea yeah. of the story of someone who's who's been cursed in a world where everyone has maybe not the most useful powers, but they're like blessed or you know, even like the class of school saying like, oh, there's the kids whose families hate them type thing and or and then learning like to turn curses into blessings or how to use your powers properly or a lot stuff along that line. I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting. I just see a lot of issues with it, like, and it, like just in terms of like the character things and uh, the families all getting angry with each other. Like, it's I can imagine it being a little difficult to write. Hmm. I just have to. I think something that might help is if they keep it that the families are only direct lines, so it's only. It's the parents, it's the grandparents, it's the great-grandparents, they're like, and then kind of simplifying it in that sense. And I guess eventually it would have to stop, like, you go too far back. I would say so. Otherwise you'll have way too many people to Yeah, maybe it's like the past three generations or something like that. Yeah. Because you gotta keep in mind, with each generation, but- it, it, it's like multiplied multiple times yeah yeah it could get it could get a little chaotic or it could also just be whoever ancestor decided they wanted to show up to the kids spelling birthday so there's that maybe it's whoever uh the parent had a closer relationship with I but I kind of like the idea of like having ancestors further back being involved in yeah. this. I think that's one of the cool aspects of it. So I'm just trying to figure out how to make that work where it doesn't get chaotic, especially when you have both sides of the family, like both parents, parents and grandparents and stuff on involved. It could be like um a random number, like a random call, like when you're doing the summoning circle, just a s- random selection of their ancestors are summoned to it. Which would then increase the randomness of the spell even more so. Like, sure, you could get your mother, the like, or the grand grandma, the child, come and be like, be really supportive of it. Or you could get like uh, your great ancestor from like twenty generations ago, who's has no clue and has kind of just been roaming around uh, in the desert because <laughs> they got lost there a while back, uh, and they just get finally freed to come see this child, and then all they can think of is sand. Sand, sand, <laughs> and next thing you know, the kid can control sand. Like, I mean, you know. that's not a terrible ability. I mean, you'll never lose a uh, sandcastle competition. That is true. Well, it depends. Can you control wet sand or not? I would say yes, because you're moving the sand, and you're just okay. carrying the water that's in the sand. Okay, in which case, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. controlling the water. You're just controlling the sand, but by doing that, you're controlling the water. It's like carrying around a glass of water. You're not controlling the water, you're controlling the glass, but the water's in the glass, so it moves with it. Okay, that makes sense. But I could see... So it could just be, like, five or six people from each side get randomly selected, and the, uh, I think the newer you're dead, the higher chance you have to be summoned. And I don't know what that ratio would be. Because... Who knows? I don't know. just... Your, your grand, the grandmother has a higher chance of being summoned to this thing than your ancestor from like three thousand yeah. years ago. But that doesn't change the fact that your ancestor from three thousand years ago could still be summoned to this thing. 
Yeah, I like that idea where it's like you just might have some sub guy who's like just very random shows up. But also that person probably has like a million other grandchildren. Like, do you have any yeah, idea how many they're, descendants they're, they're... Attila the Hun has today? <laughs> That's odd, which could also be another factor. Like, if they're summoned to someone else, they're not going to be able to summon to this child, which means that it gets re-rolled and someone else gets selected. Which, again, increases the chance of a younger, like, newer, new, newly departed ancestors coming in instead. And especially for you, again, just keep it directly to, like, you're not going to have aunts or cousins and uncles yeah. or anything. It's just the grandparents, great-grandparents, like, direct. Yeah. You just also have to keep in mind, like, we're you know, all Adam, descendants. Adam and Eve could be I was going to say, we're all point. descendants of the <laughs> same two original people. They're just very busy. They're just constantly just summoned to different birthdays at all times. That's kind of your fate. Like, the older you are as a ghost, like, you the start out you getting are. a lot of free time to wander around. <laughs> but then eventually you're just summoned to summon. And then I could see that get them getting kind of jaded or kind of bored with gifts and, like, trying to come up with weird creative ones because they're just... Like, They'll just give the ability to throw like, fireballs to everyone. He's like, yeah, everybody loves the ability to throw fireballs. It's very cool. We'll just give that to literally every child. Or but then they're also dealing with like the grandmother who wants like something special so now they're just sitting here listening to this grandma tell the life story of their family <laughs> and explaining why they want this gift and I'm sure so at some point they'll be like okay then just give them the gift I don't care anymore but the grandma's like no I'm gonna talk tell you the story because you're stuck here until we make official yep. decision and I like to give off. my grandchild the ability to spread joy and love wherever she goes and then they're like, nah, fireballs are cool, like, grandma. Uh, let's give that's let's do that. <laughs> how does the two thousand year old person sound like <laughs> recently departed? Like what how'd that happen? Culture shift? <laughs> I don't guess. Died at a very young age. Wait, keep in mind, there's like twelve there's there's like twelve people here in this group having these conversations different side of the family <laughs> possibly so gift wise is it can gifts like beauty or just good musical talents and stuff like that be considered a gift as well maybe i think because we're, we're talking about magical abilities specifically so i'm not so sure about that maybe the ability to okay. uh play multiple instruments at the same time like play a trumpet and a harmonica even though they both require you to I was about to say, how does that work? Um, it floats around the person and they get played. Ah. Uh. I mean, it's not, like, what I would say is the greatest ability in the world, but, like, it's not a, not a terrible one. Maybe terrible by comparison to others. I'd still prefer the ability to shoot fireballs. I think that's too much of a hazard and honestly kind of useless. It in the is, setting, but it's so, so much fun. It's good for getting rid of the snow when you don't want to shovel it. No, because then you just melt it, and then that freezes, and then you no, you evaporate it, and you run it, and it melts and runs off the driveway because you're on a slope. Um, uh -huh. I saw a video of one guy that cleared his driveway with a flamethrower. Is that something you want to do in life? Kinda. <laughs> like not even bother with shoveling, just go outside with a flamethrower and melt the snow off the driveway. That can't be good for the driveway, though. I mean, if the it didn't seem to hurt his driveway. Okay. His driveway's pavement. 
I have mixed feelings about the idea of you having a flamethrower. <laughs> I'll be careful most of the time. <laughs> okay. Um, so you would see, I would rather just have something more practical. You mean like, like a shovel? I, no, I meant power wise. Ah. <laughs> uh, levitation would probably be a good one. Levitation, teleportation. Levitation, teleportation could be fun. Useful for me considering how much driving I do in life. Well, I was thinking um, levitation, like, just the ability to move stuff around easily. Yeah. Levitation just has so many practical uses. It's, it, like, there's little small things where you're just feeling lazy, like, ah, the remote's just out of reach. Levitation, bullet towards you. Or it's, you need to help somebody move. Levitation. Uh, just pick stuff up and put it into the back of the, a truck. Um, you have to, uh... Go, you're like, you You don't have enough arms to carry everything? Well, levitation. Now you can carry everything, no problem. It's just useful. You need to clean up fast. Levitation. You can move a bunch of stuff in different directions all at once across the room. Like, yep. levitation's very useful. I think you have a lot of, like, the classic magical abilities, like invisibility, speaking with animals, controlling various elements, levitation. Like, flying, things like that. Like, I think there'd be a lot of classic... And then there'll always be that special child where the, the ancestors tried to be... Tried to be clever about it. And they hate and it. And they're, like, stuck <laughs> shape-shifting into a butterfly or something like that. Like, if they could shape-shift to anything they wanted, that would be a cool ability. But if you're limited to I a butterfly... I think that'd be too much. I do think there has to be limits. Like, I think teleportation, it might be, you can only go as far as you can see. Yeah. Invisibility, there's probably a limit, like, part of you see. Like, I think it's, it's definitely, there's small-scale abilities. Yeah, maybe, like, invisibility, you turn invisible, but also you can't see anything around you. Uh, might be painful. I think it's more like <laughs> invisibility, but you can only do it, hold it for, like, five, ten seconds. Yeah, probably. Enough to, like, enough if something embarrassing happens and you need to escape, you can do it. But not so much that you can break into a bank easily and take all the money and no one yeah. ever see you. Uh, mind you, that's that's still long enough to murder someone, though. It is, yeah. You only need ten seconds. <laughs> that This just got scary. But what are the chances <laughs> we that can the, end it now. <laughs> what are the chances that the murderer uh, it was given an invisibility uh, spell? Well, so here's the thing. One might say that... Uh, you you make the power, but in reality, the power might make you. And if you were given invisibility, just the temptation to do some mischievous stuff. That's true. Like when you're given that kind of ability, and no one else has, might want to go and uh, become a thief or something. Pitpocketing, and then you get caught once, and next thing you know, there's blood on your hands, and then you decide you like it, and now you're a serial killer that just flashes in and out and no one sees we can end it now <laughs> this is a good place to end it oh yeah no 100% I love ending on positive notes good time <laughs> I promise everyone I'm in a good mental state <laughs> anyway we'll be back uh, next week no, maybe not next week. I don't know. We, we, we'll, we'll find out. We might skip a week. I don't know. 
we have plans, but we'll be back the fall. We will be back with another podcast episode at some point, point. Uh, and it's a fun one. Yes, by the sounds of it, it's one that I've so. been wanting to make for a while. Well, I don't know how fun it is. It's like it's a very basic idea, but it's. Got I, Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. The goal here is to hype up the next episode so they stick around and watch. It's it. gonna be super exciting, guys. You gotta jump on the into the. Uh, to the podcast episode along with us because we're starting a new trend and it's gonna be awesome and amazing and also amazing. See you guys next time. Bye. Now you've scared them all away. Good job. Bye bye. (laughs)